All right, we are talking about a win tonight. It's kind of nice to chat about an Illinois football victory as they beat Rutgers 23-20 to for the first victory of the season. Brett Barons along with Marley Weirda and Andy Olson. We are spread across the building doing our best to social distance tonight, and we'd love to hear from you. Post a comment in the sections. We'll read a few. We're going to chat about the game here in the next uh, 15 to 20 minutes or thereabouts. So real quick, first hitters. Marley, what's the first impression from the game today? Well, I think it was the first time in a while that we saw a little bit of excitement. There was grit, there was toughness, there was heart, and you have to celebrate what Isaiah Williams was able to accomplish, a career day for him. Uh, so it was a lot of fun to watch getting into those those final minutes there, uh, final seconds even, uh, when James McCourt made that final uh, field goal attempt to win it. Uh, but, you know, still still a lot to celebrate, but a lot of work to do going forward. Andy, quick hitters, what do you think of the game? First impressions. They finally scored in the third quarter, Brett. We talked last week on this show that they were failing to make those adjustments. They hadn't scored in the third quarter yet. Of course, today they got 10 points in the third quarter, and it's just, uh, you know, all around a positive feeling about uh, the team after this game. I know that the first three didn't go exactly the way they wanted to, uh, you know, especially Purdue and Minnesota because you were without so many players in that one. But you started getting some of them back. Isaiah Williams looked really, really good at quarterback, or at least, uh, you know, someone that you hope can grow into, someone who's really, really good at quarterback. I mean, you talk about setting a record uh, for a quarterback rushing in his first start with Illinois. So overall, I think everyone has a good taste in their mouth at this one, especially after the game winning field goal. Um, but they finally scored in the third quarter adjustments at halftime. It's something that you love to see as an Illini fan. And they finally took a lead after, you know, tying it up. It was tied at 20 there on the McCourt 23 yard field goal with 1302 left in the game. Illinois had not led in a game all season and took its first lead of the season 239 minutes and 57 seconds into the year. Pretty incredible stuff that it had taken them that long to get a lead this year. But when you add up the three, almost four games into it, Illinois still had not had a lead this year. And after missing a couple of field goals earlier, James McCourt comes back, is able to get right mentally. And we'll hear from him coming up in just a couple of minutes. But he said that he had a really, really good feeling uh, that today was going to be his day and work out. And it turns out that it does. So my biggest takeaway is James McCourt being able to bounce it back and still kick the game-winning field goal 47 yards, putting some tough spots earlier with the long field goal, but he's able to get it done today as Illinois picks up its first win of the season, improving now to 1-3 and three on the year, the same record as Rutgers. And what do you know, Penn State loses today, so now Illinois is not the worst team in the Big Ten. All right, let's break down Isaiah Williams. Andy, you talked about it here a little bit. I watched him play in high school. We've gone down and done several stories in St. Louis with him as he was coming up, a former top 100 player at one point in the country. Had offers from everybody all across the country, but they were mainly for wide receiver. Not many programs that are high major programs like Illinois had recruited him to play quarterback. And while he struggled to throw the ball today overall, just seven for 18 for 104 yards, you can see what he brings to the field in his legs and Marley I don't know about you but I don't know of another player on the team that we've seen that can do what he can do 
Absolutely. And I think, Brett, like you mentioned, uh, that was one of his big recruiting pulls out of high school is that he is a dual threat quarterback. Maybe he needs a little bit more work there on the passing game, but you he's zippy, he's athletic, and you can't think of, of a better guy for this to happen to. I mean, like you said, Brett, we went to St. Louis to to talk to him, and we've done um, some stories on him when, when he was in high school, and he is a great kid, the perfect example of you know what you would want to see in, in a college athlete works hard uh down to earth so i i'm really happy for him you want to root for this kid and, and it was really great uh to see what he did breaking a program record uh i know there was kind of some mix up here on the stat sheets some are saying 195 yards illinois twitter says 192 rushing yards but he broke the single game record for a quarterback and i think that says a lot especially for a redshirt freshman who was uh this was kind of the most snaps that he's taken in his career and the first time that he saw some extensive playing time and and just taking those big shoes as the Illinois starting quarterback for this game yeah and you know Marley uh, you talk about you know how he was able to to come into this game you mentioned it was the first like the most amount of starts he's ever had in the game I mean his first career start I mean you're coming off of two weeks without practice he, he rejoined the team on Wednesday. And I think uh, he mentioned in his press conference, you know, one of the reasons that, you know, he was feeling good about this game is, uh, you know, he has a really good connection with Chase Brown, who has, uh, you know, come out and been a breakout star for the Illini so far in these first couple of games, 131 uh, yards to date for the transfer out of Western Michigan, 17 carries, uh, Mike Epstein with the rushing touchdown. And, you know, I've seen it thrown around on Twitter that this is kind of a return to the uh, 2018 offense. A lot of, a lot of rushing. I mean, 341 total yards today, you know, on the ground. I think that's exactly what Illinois was trying to go for going into this year. I don't know if they really uh, had expected to rely on the passing game. They're seeing that, you know, kind of come to fruition, uh, Brett. You know, I think it's a good sign for Illini fans and something positive that they can take out of this game as well. Yeah, if you could rush for 341 yards, you're going to win a lot of games. You're really going to control the tempo. And that was expected. We talked about this on our pregame show with Jeremy Warner from Illini Inquirer that, Isaiah is going to give this team plenty of opportunities to be a ground team, just like they were a couple of years ago with A.J. Bush. And whether he had 195 or 192, it doesn't really matter. He breaks A.J. Bush's record from at Nebraska back in 2018. That was a 10-year record. Juice Williams, the other Isaiah Williams, had held the record before A.J. a couple of years ago. And so Isaiah comes in and makes a statement in his first start. And... That's another important thing to me is that he knew he was going to start. He said he found out Friday for sure that Lovey Smith had called him. And so he had this mindset, right? He knew that he was going to get all of the snaps today, provided he didn't get hurt or play as poorly that he would get pulled, right? But he, he was the guy. He wasn't getting in there, thrown in there for a series. Am I playing receiver? Am I the quarterback? Am I coming out? You're always looking over your shoulder. You never really know. And at least for today, and we don't know about the future going forward with Brandon Peters set to return next week, and he traveled today to Rutgers. But at least for today, I think we got a glimpse and a sight of what Isaiah Williams really is and what he can be. And he was uh, pretty excited to have this opportunity. We talked to him after the game. Biggest thing, I think I show hard. Um, you know, 30, 30 carries, that's a lot of carries. Um, and just kept playing. And then the last... Um, play the, the back shoulder um, I showed that progress is being made and that's all that matters that I keep getting better 
Marley, you mentioned it. Isaiah has a lot of heart, and he's a, a really, really good kid who's, who's very grounded. And, and I give the story here. When, when he committed, we went down to St. Louis and, and did a live shot with him during the 5 and 6 o'clock news. His commitment ceremony was at like 2 o'clock. So I had asked him, Do you, will you stick around? Are you willing to stay here or go home or come back or whatever it might be to join me live on the 6 o'clock news? And he said, no problem. He stuck around. We chatted for a long time, had a really nice conversation. The kid is level-headed. He's smart. He's grounded. Way more than most redshirt freshmen that come out and play. And he's got the mentality and the heart. And I think no matter what you want to dissect about his passing ability today, because only completing seven passes most of the time is not going to put you in a great position to succeed, I think he showed that he's at least a quarterback that can go out there and win a game for you. And, Brett, I want to add a little anecdote as well. Um, when we went down, it was me and Craig Show at the time, we went down to St. Louis to cover. Um, it was when he signed, and we were in the gym. We were waiting to do a little one-on-one -on -one interview with him, and I guess there was an elementary PE class going on. There was something going on in the gym, and one of um, the teachers had, like, stopped what was going on, and she pulled – Isaiah Williams aside and just spoke about him in front of all these little kids like this is a great guy he does everything right in the classroom but he's also uh, you know a great football player and he's doing great things and this is an example of if you work hard you can achieve this and I think it, it came to fruition today and like I said you he, he's a guy that that definitely deserves it yeah and Brett and Marley I know you we want to get to other parts of the game as well but I'm I'm sitting here and I'm looking through the, the drive sheet and we talked about that, those halftime adjustments, something that we, I talked about last week is, you know, you're not seeing as many of those, but you look at how the drive ended on each of the second half possessions for Illinois. It goes field goal, touchdown, field goal, two missed field goals, and then of course the field goal to win it. That's after having four punts and a fumble in the first half. So Brett, you talked about Isaiah Williams being a quarterback that you can win with. I think that proves it. I mean, he went into halftime, made those adjustments, and then proved throughout the game again and again that he can be a quarterback that you can win with. And, that, and that's not saying that he should start before Brandon Peters, but I think that you get fans excited. I mean, a redshirt freshman, you both have talked about, you know, a guy who is uh, mature uh, above his age, and sh coming out and showing that in the second half I think was huge. And that's maturity, and I think that's just getting some more experience, and I think the more experience he gets, the better he's going to be in that scenario and in that moment of just knowing how to manage a game and and you could see a lot of times he was patting himself you know hey that's my fault progressing in reads knowing what to do on you know the timings of options and pitches and and rpos and all of that kind of thing i, I think that's only going to come with experience and we have to remember too he's just a redshirt freshman so he hasn't had a lot of experience and when in his first start i, I think i would give him a, a pretty good grade overall considering that he was able to get the win. Illinois had not had that as they improved to one and three this season. We talked about the rushing game a little bit and overall for Illinois to be able to get a ground attack going. They shot themselves in the foot multiple times today. Uh, you know, you just kind of got the sense of, of Rutgers starting to pull away there in the, in the fourth quarter and then the third quarter even. And Illinois just hanging resilient. I think that's 
really a sign of progress for this team at this point. Still a long way to go and a lot of things to clean up. But it doesn't happen without James McCourt as the Illinois senior kicker who will forever be remembered for beating Wisconsin last year. Maybe not quite the same stage against Rutgers and Piscataway. But he does get the game-winning kick. And for everything that he went through, he says that this was a moment he had envisioned earlier in the week. I wrote in my notebook earlier this week that I felt the game winner was going to come this week for some reason. And my mom even texted me earlier in the week, so I have a good feeling about this week. And, um, yeah, you know, I held on to that belief. Even in the times after the two missed kicks, I remember that what I wrote in my notebook, and I just knew that this moment was going to come that I'd have to deliver. You know, um, just super happy for the team. You know, we deserve this. We're a good football team, and we're solely piecing it together. And, uh, yeah, I think this win is definitely going to, like, propel us in the right direction. You got to feel good for James McCourt to get that kick, to get a third try. Sometimes you need three to be able to get it done, and, and he's able Sometimes to get that. Yeah, right. I'm happy he was able to have that opportunity for Illinois today. Uh, and what a story that is. I, you can't make that up in terms of him writing it down in a notebook and then for it to come true. That's pretty cool and a good moment for him. Hey, he put himself in the position. He knew a game winner was coming. <laughs> if he didn't miss those last two, there wouldn't have been right. a game winner. So <laughs> it had to come one way or another. So. He talked about manifesting. He kept saying, he said that in the <laughs> press conference. I think uh, a lot of us have been manifesting recently. So to, to see it work out for someone, I'm glad that he, he manifested that uh, game-winning kick for himself. And it was all set up by a couple of uh, big picks. The Nate Hobbs interception, I think, was the big key for Illinois in that just to have the opportunity to be put in that position to, to get another field goal opportunity. And overall, Nate Hobbs coming back after a shoulder injury last week, second on the team in tackles today. He had eight of them, including that uh, interception that he returned for 27 yards, as well as a tackle for loss. All things considered, Nate Hobbs played a lot better today after really getting exposed to Andy the last couple of weeks that he was in, had not had a, a good game in his first two. I think that's some improvement for Nate. Yeah, and he talked about in his press conference how um, you know, sitting out with that shoulder injury uh, last week, having this kind of whole week to rehab and also being able to watch from a different perspective last week um, was something he mentioned was important to him. Um, I don't think that we realize that because the season started so late and it felt like it took them forever to get into training camp and things like that. It's just been constant football for these guys. No bye weeks. They haven't had a chance to sit back, you know, and watch and really just kind of take in the season. It's been go, 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 go. Nate Hobbs talked about, you know, in that press conference, how, you know, it was big for him to be able to see it from a different angle. And I think that show, that, you know, paid dividends this week. And he showed um, it was a different Nate Hobbs this week. One that I think that we were more expecting to see coming into this season. And, uh, you know, the secondary really picked it up, you know, today. Devin Witherspoon, I thought, had a pretty good game. He has the interception two and two for him. Um, and the safeties played pretty well, made plays when they needed to, needed to happen. And, you know, I think... Uh, the defensive defenses for both teams had you know, really good first halves, clearly, because I think we had, what, uh, seven punts combined in the first half. The, fl the script flipped going into the second half. Uh, but, you know, just for the Atlanta defense, uh, we've talked about it for the offense. This is definitely a nice jumping off point for them and definitely something that they can build upon, you know, as they head into next week. And, Andy, this is the secondary that we want to see. I remember you and me were sitting there watching the first half of the game, and we're like, oh, 
the secondary, they said they were going to be so good this year, but what's going on in the first half when Rutgers was just like barreling over them? And I think uh, just like you mentioned, uh, to reiterate, Andy, you know, that second half showed what that secondary can be. You know, they preach this uh, philosophy of lovey ball and the takeaway, and they showed up in a big moment when they really needed to. So props to them for kind of hanging in there. Um, but still some work to go. I think, you know, if they if this has to if they're going to be a football team that is successful moving forward um they need to stay consistent uh throughout all four quarters and the defense has to improve neither defense was very good as illinois puts up 445 yards of total offense Rutgers not far behind 422 yards of total offense illinois only throws for 104 Rutgers throws for 256 they did have some big plays in there which i think really added up to that passing defense struggling in the first half and that 66 yard pass in the third quarter that was the point to me where I felt like it could have been broken in a sense maybe even a season and it's not I don't know if it's hyperbole I'm not necessarily trying to make it that bigger than what the moment ended up being but if you're down 10 points on the road at Rutgers and you don't have any wins this season you know the road only gets tougher from here I'm not sure it's too far-fetched to say that's a, a really, really big moment for this team to bounce back and for Mike Epstein to go down and have a six-play, 60-yard drive in two minutes and 43 seconds and respond and get a score and put yourself back in this ball game, and that's what they were able to do. So I give Illinois a lot of credit for that. Now, there's still a whole ton of progress this team has to make, but I think overall, Lovey Smith felt okay about what they did today moving forward, and ultimately it doesn't matter because they were able to get the win. You know, we're down by 10 on the road today. A lot of things were going against us, but the guys just kept fighting and just refused to lose. And so we've been in that position before again. Uh, last year, uh, we had Nebraska down by 14 in the second half, and they came back and beat us. So uh, this could hopefully give us confidence going into that game. And now Illinois hits the road to Nebraska. Morley, it's a game you're going to cover next week in Lincoln. How are you feeling about this season? Nebraska gets a win today, uh, making Penn State 0-4 now for the first time since 2001. They're obviously feeling good. They get another home game. What are you thinking going into next week here? A lot of questions still, but overall, you get a win right. today. Especially because today they just barely squeezed by. You know, they just pulled out the win. But I think just having that tally in the win column does give them confidence. I, I look back to, you know, when I was playing college sports and there was often times where, like, you were trying so hard that you ended up shooting yourself in the foot because you were just, like, scrambling. Like, oh, my gosh, why aren't we winning? Why aren't we this? I think this can give them a little composure, a little confidence heading into Nebraska. Um, and it, it was just a little sliver of them proving to to us and, and to Illini Nation and the fans and whatnot that this is a team that they're showing, you know, they're, they're reaching those expectations that they set for themselves at the beginning of the season. And I think this was a big win for them. I don't think we would think to be saying that like, oh, Illinois beat Rutgers. That's a huge win. But given the way that the first three games of the season went, I think they really needed this. So maybe, you know, they'll hang in there with Nebraska. They'll make it competitive. I think that was something that was lacking early in those first three games that there was not really a whole lot of competitiveness. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But hopefully, you know, they're heading in there with a little bit more confidence and, and they can make it a good one and an exciting one. 
Yeah, and I feel like, Marley, too, that that confidence of sometimes just getting the first win is, is what you need. Now, you would expect and hope in year five that of Lovey Smith's tenure, they would have that going in and the experience that's on this roster, they would be able to do that. And multiple guys still out today uh, due to different elements, uh, ailments, I should say, whether that's injury or Brandon Peters out with COVID or Griffin Moore. And they're going to get a lot of those guys back next week. And so you would hope that they can maybe take an upward trajectory from here. But Andy, overall, does your view change of this season when we're looking holistically or you know, from a macro standpoint after this win today? I think it does to, uh, to you know to some degree uh, because if they went in and you know lost this game like experts were expecting them to, I mean Rutgers was the six point favorite. Um, then you're you're zero and four. You have Nebraska, which all of a sudden seems like it just a a insurmountable you know program to beat on the road. I mean they did beat Penn State today, but now you have the win, and I'm feeling like the team feels like that's a winnable game. Um, I still think Nebraska may be favored by 10 points or so going into that one. But, you know, you look at the rest of the schedule, you get that win against Rutgers, and now it doesn't seem like you can't win a couple. I mean, Nebraska, like I mentioned, is a winnable game. You're going to have Iowa at home, uh, which, of course, Iowa is, is very, very good, is always very good. But it's going to be during homecoming. I don't know if that's going to have a different feel than maybe it usually does. And then you have Northwestern on the road. And if we've ever if we've learned anything from Illinois and Northwestern, it's that anything can happen in those games. I know that Northwestern had won last year uh, as the underdog, but Illinois has a chance to go in and win that game. So that's you're talking three, include week nine, maybe four wins. And then if everything breaks right in those games, like it has to to get to those four wins, you're talking about possibly a bowl game then, which seemed impossible, I feel like, going into this week. Well, they'll start with one, and that's what they get today after they beat Rutgers 23-20, to and there's still a lot of season left. If you're going to get two or three, four wins, you know next week is going to be one that they're going to have to pull out and find a way to win in Lincoln. Lovey Smith's been pretty good against Rutgers overall, 3-1, and 4-1 uh, and one now should be uh, as, as they move on, and, and uh, they've been better against Rutgers in Piscataway than in Champaign because Rutgers beat Illinois a few years ago at Memorial Stadium. All right, all things considered, I think today's a good day for Illinois football as they find a way to get a win. Molly, what's your final thought as we head into this next week now? And for me, it's got to be quarterback. Do you keep Brandon Peters? Do you play Isaiah Williams? What else are you thinking as we turn the page here and start looking towards next week's game? Yeah, well, not to get a little ranty, but I think Isaiah Williams needs his time in the spotlight. Even people in the, the post-game press conference were like, okay, next week, does Brandon Peters start? I'm like, yeah. no, let, let him, let him have, like, that's for next week. That's for Monday's press conference. Let, let the kid have his moment. But I do think, um, you know, they'll have some, some more pieces and they'll be more of a, a cohesive unit, like the full kind of Illini squad that there was at the beginning of the season before uh, so many guys were missing. So, um, you know, Brandon Peters getting the start uh, can certainly help, but not to, to discredit Isaiah Williams because he did, uh, you know, put on quite a show. But uh, nowhere to go but up, I think. Uh, I think it, it would have been a lot different if they lost this game against Rutgers. You know, Lovey Smith would be, you know, scratching his head like, oh, what am I doing here? But uh we'll, we'll we'll see what happens but i i i think they they can climb going forward in this season andy final thoughts 
it's all lovey, baby. I mean, we, we <laughs> discount we discount the team. I mean, when they're losing, he said it last week in his press conference that those losses are on him. We got to give him credit. They went into Piscataway and beat Rutgers. I mean, and like we said before, people weren't necessarily expecting that. So like Marley said, give them their time to shine this weekend. I think there are definitely better elements of this team, especially Lovey's defense that we saw this week with takeaways. I mean, three of them, that's huge. That there are things to build on and hopefully, you know, it won't just keep going downhill. Like maybe people had been expecting it to uh, before this game. So like Brett said before, it's one win. It's only going to count as one win, but it feels like maybe they can roll this momentum if all things break their way into a pretty good end of the season like they did last year. All right. We are halfway through now, essentially, of this first part of the season. If we're only counting the eight plus one, today marks the halfway point now of this first eight. And... Illinois is one and three, not the place they had hoped to be or expected to be, but they do leave Piscataway and head back to Champaign with a win. All right, for Marley and Andy, I'm Brett. We'll do it again next week. Thanks so much for watching.